You're listening to Immaculate Conception Podcasts, recorded every Sunday at the 11 o'clock Mass at our new church located at 411 Palma Road in Columbia, Illinois. For more information about Immaculate Conception, please go to www.icc-columbia-il.us. Our pastor is Father Carl Shear. And now, enjoy the podcast. So, Merry Christmas to you all. I hope, um, I hope this time for you is a, a good time spent uh, with, with family, with friends, with, with those who are closest to you. Uh, you know, doing, doing what's most important. So um, I know it's, it's a busy time, it's a busy season, but I hope, you know, we're not getting lost in all of that, all of that busyness and, and are able to have some, uh, some good time with, with friends and family and, and doing what's most important. And that's why we're here today, doing what's most important. Um, a couple of nights ago, um, to kind of get into the, the, the Christmas spirit of everything and make this transition from Advent to Christmas, um, I... I was able to go to the St. Louis uh, Symphony Orchestra. Um, and I didn't know this, but I guess every year they partner with uh, the Bach Society of St. Louis, and they put on this, this Christmas concert um, over in, in, in Midtown um, at Powell Hall. And I had, I had never been before. This is my first time going. Um, and at this, at this Christmas concert, I was blown away, just completely blown away. I'm pretty sure my jaw was dropping behind my mask like the whole time, the whole time. And um, everything about it was just perfect, right? Just completely perfect. Up on the orchestra, you know, everybody is, is dressed to the nines and, it, and the music is just amazing. No one misses anything. Everything is, is, is just heavenly. It's like time had stopped and up there on the stage, um, it was like this just heavenly perfect moment that I was able to witness and just blew me away, just completely blew me away. And my only regret was that I didn't start going to things like that sooner, you know. Um, So what was happening, though, was um, I began to notice there was kind of this disconnect during the during the concert. Um, So, you know, up on the stage, it was this perfect, perfect, heavenly moment. Um, But then where I was kind of in the audience, it was a little bit of a mess. Okay. So, you know, there's people everywhere and, uh, you know, people, people are kind of showing up late. People are getting up in the middle of the show, kind of bumping over each other. You know, cell phones are kind of going off. Uh, someone right by me spilled their drink everywhere. Um, there's, just, there's just a mess, right? There's just the mess. And so I noticed within myself just this disconnect the whole time. Um, and I started to get a little frustrated. And um, in my... In my head, I'm like, you know, come on, people, let's get it together. You know, do you see what's happening up here? We can do better, right? We can do better. Um, and so I felt a little guilty for having those kind of thoughts um, about the people around me and just being frustrated with them. Um, and then, you know, kind of in the midst of that, of that tension, I just paused for a little bit, and this thought just came to me, which was, this is Christmas, this is Christmas. In other words, this disconnect, this is what Christmas is about. That God who is up there, God who is perfect, God who has no need of us and could be frustrated with us down here, instead of being frustrated with us and wanting to uh, not sort of deal with that tension, God who is up there 
bridges that disconnect and comes down. He joins the audience. He loves us so much that he becomes a part of it. He wants to take on the mess, right? And where you have me who's just kind of frustrated by it, you have God who loves it. And the whole time I just, I kind of went with that in prayer and even I had this, I had this image of, you know, even Jesus being like the conductor who is kind of making the show happen up here, but with love in his heart, hearing everything behind him, he turns around and decides to join. And he decides to join the mess. And so, you know, that's what Christmas is really about is it's this huge unexpected reversal of, of the way we normally do things, of the way we would expect God to act, um, acting like us. Instead, he turns it all around. He flips the script entirely, and in complete, utter love, he comes down to us. But he goes above and beyond all of our expectations, even of that. Because you see, God doesn't just come to us to join the audience, right? From this moment on, as he comes down to us, he is going to keep going lower and lower and humbling himself. Doesn't just come down to us, he comes down to serve us. Comes down in the midst of a dirty manger. Comes down to us to die on a cross. From this point on, once he's born, it is just down from here (laughs) for Jesus, right? He is just humbling himself more and more and more all the way down. As far down as you can aim, he's aiming further down than that. That's what's amazing, right? And you know, he doesn't just come for humanity, he doesn't just come for the audience kind of in general, right? That's what what politicians do, right? Politicians can love humanity in general, and that sounds great in a speech and everything and really abstract, but Jesus loves real people, right? Real people with real problems, real issues. So he, he, he doesn't just take on, you know, humanity abstract. He takes on, you know, you individually, you individually, and that, that should blow our mind, that he wants each of us individually to come to him. So there's, Christmas is just about this huge, great reversal that happens that turns the whole world kind of on itself. Um, Pope Francis describes it this way. I, I, I want to read you this quote because this is just amazing. Pope Francis says, Let us be amazed by this scandalous truth. The one who embraces the universe now for the first time needs to be held in another's arms. The one who created the sun now needs to be warmed. Tenderness incarnate needs to be coddled. Infinite love has a minuscule heart that beats softly. The eternal word is now a speechless child. The bread of life now needs to be nourished. The creator of the world has no home. Today, the whole world is turned upside down. Today, the whole world is turned upside down. I love that quote. And um, Peter, Peter Kreft makes this great point. He's a great Christian writer. And one of the things that he says is that, you know, God comes to us backwards. God comes to us upside down. And part of the reason he does that is because we as humans, from the very beginning, have turned everything upside down. We're the ones who have it backwards, right? And so when we see God coming to us upside down, there's a little bit of this strangeness and and perplexity, but God really has it right side up. God really has it right side up. And so he comes to us and it looks backwards to us, but he's doing that to flip us around, to make us see everything how how he actually sees it, to have those spiritual eyes, 
to see um, everything in the way that God has it, and to be converted and turned upside down ourselves, individually. And so I want to kind of leave us with this point, which is as we leave here, as we leave Christmas, how are we being turned right side up again? How are we being changed for the better? How is God turning us and drawing us towards Him and living in conversion and not just having a moment where it's like, oh, isn't this a sweet nativity scene? Please stay at arm's length, Jesus. Instead, it's having a real moment of conversion. Because you see, once Jesus is in the world, every single person who encounters Him is left different. Every single person who encounters Jesus is left completely changed. The shepherds who come to him are left different. The magi who come to him leave differently. Mary and Joseph, obviously their whole life is different. And as Jesus gets older, as people encounter him, once they have an encounter of Jesus, they are left completely changed. Completely changed. Right? And for us, you know, we read these Bible stories and we read about, you know, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the very few that encounter Jesus and are not changed and are not moved, and we kind of, you know, wag our finger at them like, shame on you. But how often does it happen where Jesus encounters us all the time? Multiple times a day, I am worse than a, a Pharisee or a Sadducee because I am not moved, just like them. And so that's, that's the prayer, is Jesus, as you come to us, help me to leave differently, help me to leave here changed more so than I was before every single time you meet me. That's Christmas. That's the story of Jesus. Let's pray for that conversion of heart to leave here, to know that God comes to us, comes in our midst, comes into the audience, not as spectator, not as judge, but as someone who loves us, as someone who wants to be near to us, and as someone who changes us.